Hello, and welcome to Regeneratively Speaking, a podcast brought to you by the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm your host, Bonnie Davis. In each episode, we bring you interviews with guest researchers and our own institute faculty covering the latest cutting-edge research in this exciting field of science. Hi, I'm here in the podcast studio with our guest today. Her name is Dawn Turner. She is the Challenge Project Manager for the NASA Centennial Challenges Program at NASA. And uh, she's going to chat with us a little bit today about that program and about how she got her started um, NASA. So just a little background on her. Um, she started her career as a uh, science teacher, high school science teacher. Uh, and then got into pharmaceutical sales and um, became an education specialist for NASA and worked her way up. And so um, I'm very happy to have the chance to talk with Dawn today and we're gonna get started. You, you came and visited uh, WFIRM and you were here to um, award uh, the first and second place uh, trophies for the NASA Vascular Tissue Challenge. And so I wanted to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, but before we uh, talk about that specifically, um, I wanted to just uh, have you kind of talk a little bit about your background and how you got to NASA. Um, you started as a teacher, is that, is that right? And, and you were out in um, the regular world <laughs> for a while before you, <laughs> before you got into NASA? Yes, that is true. I actually taught high school science um, for about eight years. Uh, it was very exciting for me. I enjoyed that job very, very much. Uh, so I taught everything from earth science to physical science to life sciences. Um, and I also was in pharmaceutical sales with Abbott Laboratories for several years. So I did all of that before coming to NASA and entered NASA um, as an educator. And um, I did that to help educators engage with STEM activities with their students. And so that was also fun. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so you started at that level and, but you, you've been at NASA a really long time. So, um, so you've obviously uh, moved around and done some different things. Um, so your career progressed. It did. It did. Actually, I, I had mentioned that I entered NASA as, as an educator and through the Office of Education, um, which NASA now calls, calls OSTEM. It's the Office of STEM Engagement. Mm -hmm. And uh, after having spent seven years helping them write curriculum that um, is tied to NASA missions, which was an awesome way to learn about NASA and what they're doing, oh, as well as, yeah, it was a lot of... Um, interesting things. And I got to work with su subject matter experts around those technologies and those sciences and engineering. So that was amazing. And I got to pass those experiences on to teachers and students. Having done that for seven years, I was able to transition over to um, employee training and development, which was also very exciting because now I'm actually helping to train and develop employees at NASA. So got to meet a lot of amazing people across NASA, especially at Marshall Space Flight Center. Um, and I worked some workforce strategies for a while 
um, learned a lot about that. I was able to do an internship with my center director, um, which was a great opportunity to see how things work at the top um, and learn a lot of leadership skills. And then I was uh, pulled on to a Centennial Challenge, not really pulled, I kind of jumped at it. Uh, it was ready to uh, ask you, like, did, yeah. how, how did you get there? Because did, did you, were you recruited or did you apply or uh, it sounds like you just said, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It was a little bit of all that actually. Um, I, I know the program manager and I had known her for years. Uh, that's one thing about NASA employees that you'll find is they're, they're always eager to help uh, students and teachers. It's, it's amazing, probably because they too were eager learners at one time. Uh, I had known the program manager for a very long time. Back when I was in education at NASA, uh, she was the branch manager over ECLIS, which is the Environmental uh, control life support system, and I didn't probably say that all correctly, but it was uh, the the branch that actually uh, filters the water on board station so that uh, the astronauts can drink the water that they collect. Oh, cool. So she oversaw that. Yeah, she's a microbiologist. So when I saw that she had an opportunity open, when I came off my detail um, supporting the center director, I called her up. And I said, is there any chance that you would let me come work for you? And she said, absolutely. Wow. So uh, it was, it was uh, one of those opportunities where I knew somebody and I loved her and I loved her uh, support style. So she allowed me to come work with her for a on a detail, which is right. a temporary slot. But then um, it was a good fit. So she hired me on to stay permanently. Right. And so the Centennial Challenges Program, it, it's multifaceted. It, there are different projects. It's not just, you know, it wasn't a, just a one-time vascular tissue challenge. Is that right? That is correct. We actually, during um, COVID, because when COVID hit, as you know, everything sort of got pushed out a bit because people were unable to get into their labs and for other reasons. Right. We pushed the deadlines on several things. So actually, uh, I'm trying to remember what year it is now. Uh, during 2020, we actually had six challenges open at one time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there was a lot of vascular tissue was one of those. Uh, but there were six open at once. We have three challenges go ongoing now. They are all lunar-based challenges and all very exciting. And we're finally wrapping up all the, the other three challenges that we had open. Okay. And are you like the... Are there other challenge project managers or do you handle? There are. Yes, good question. Um, there are other challenge managers. Um, they're all very excellent at, at what they do, uh, but we're still a lean team. So what we'd like to do is have a challenge manager and a backup challenge manager because you never know <laughs> when someone's going to win the lottery or <laughs> decide that That's it's right. time for them to retire. So it's always good to have someone who kind of knows where uh, the challenge is that, so that you don't have that one person who, who's out. Yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. I often wonder what would happen if I fell off a truck one day and didn't come back. Like, I, I'm sure someone could come and figure it out. But for NASA, that that's a those are big projects, so it's definitely good to have people who can step in and know what's going on. 
Um, well, it sounds like being a challenge project manager kind of brought um, all good things and your talents together uh, to create what sounds like the perfect job for you. So that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, it, it, it's been a wonderful learning experience for me. Uh, it kind of combines all the things that I knew as an educator as well as what I did with the, the workforce. And now I get to actually go back and recreate these relationships with these subject matter experts across NASA and engage the public. So it's sort of like if you put everything together that I had done before and you put it into one place, it, it gives me the opportunity to do both. So yeah. it's, it's been a great experience. That's cool. And, you know, I guess I'm, I'm probably like a lot of people when I think about NASA, I mean, I think about like the mission control, you know, from the movies and the rooms with the people and all the computers who were doing all that. And, and you know that there's behind the scenes stuff. And of course, they're astronauts, but there, there are many, many ways to be uh, part of NASA and to work there. Um, so um, it seems like the, the challenge projects are, are one way to kind of showcase that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, NASA hires, is, most people are surprised, NASA hires people from all facets of the workforce. For example, we have a, a chief financial office. So we, uh, we hire people in business management and budget and procurement, which is business management. We have a legal team at every NASA center. So if you're an attorney, you can work for NASA. Uh, we have uh, the Office of Strategic Communications. So if you're a public um, affairs officer, or communications major, you can come work for NASA. Um, we, we have so, so very many diverse groups of people working with us. Um, I think there are actually nine institutional offices at our center. Institutional means that they're not sci scientists or engineers. So okay. there are nine different areas, yeah, where you can work for NASA outside of being an engineer or a scientist. Right. Well, that's cool. Very good. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, the, the vascular uh, tissue challenge. So, I mean, I heard about it a long time ago, and I, I figured we were going to get involved somehow, but then, you know, the scientists were just here. They were doing their projects and working, and um, I didn't you know, it was kind of like, like, we're just going to get busy and try and figure this out. Uh, and I didn't hear much about it until it came time for the announcement. Um, but um, how, how was it, like, how did NASA decide that this was a, a project to pursue? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what I know about it. It actually got started in 2016, which was before I came into Centennial Challenges. Um, and it was a really um, difficult problem to solve. Uh, and we knew that. And that's why it's taken a little bit of time to get there. Uh, but it came about because as astronauts, as we think about astronauts traveling into deep space or into space at all, where they're not close to Earth and we cannot get to them if we need to in case of, of an emergency or something happens physically to them and they, they need help, uh, we have to find ways to help them uh, continue to thrive and to function where they are 
even when we cannot resupply what they need very quickly. An example might be if you were to travel to Mars, it's, it's at least six months minimum on a good day for us to get something to you. (laughs) So, so it's really important before we put people in those situations that we have ways in which um, they can help solve these problems, even if they're not being resupplied from earth. What I love about that is as we solve these problems for space travel, we hopefully are also helping those of us who live here on earth um, with the, the problems that we encounter as well. Um, and that's what I've really liked about the vascular tissue challenge. So it's sort of evolved over since 2016 until the award date, which was of course this year in 2021 into this amazing uh, outcome uh, specifically that W firm was able to come up with that. I, I believe will not only help us in space, but also help us here on earth. Yeah, it's been very exciting um, to see it all roll out and um, I mean, and how cool that we got first and second place um, and two totally two different concepts for the for the same challenge um, with the way um, with what was designed. So um, that, that's been very, very cool. Um, and, you know, we're we're still getting. Um, lots of feedback and follow-up stories and uh, all kinds of uh, notice over that. So that's been great for WFIRM to be uh, put on that platform um, with the NASA Vascular Tissue Challenge. So, um, well, um, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you also, um, especially with your background in teaching, but um, what kind of career advice do you have for uh, young people who are interested in science and, or maybe, you know, like there's an interest, but they're not quite sure, or they're definitely gung-ho and they know they want to do it. What, what kind of advice do you give to the people um, when it comes to making those kind of decisions about how they want to proceed with their education and career? Um, I, I would say, you know, remain curious about everything. Just if you just um, stay open-minded and curious and, and just not, I think it's, um, you know, asking the question why or how or what, what makes that happen that way? Or how does that work? Those types of things. And also um, I've heard this many times from many students. If I had had a science teacher like you, I may have gone into science. So regardless of which teacher you have, if you feel that you're interested in, in a, a topic, do not let somebody else hold you back. Right. Go out and find a good mentor, you know, find someone who is excited about that subject and talk to them about it and be curious about it. Um, I, I, I would uh, challenge each student to do that. I think that doors will open for you that you never knew could happen. Um, if, if you would just do that. And also I would encourage you to hang in there. You know, not every NASA uh, employee was an A plus student. So don't be (laughs) discouraged. If you get a C in science or math, it's okay. Keep going. Um, I've heard several center directors say before, I wasn't your A student. And a lot of people find that amazing. Right. Um, But you know, it takes well-rounded people to do these jobs so yeah just uh 
remain curious and find someone else who's like-minded and, and ask them their advice. Right. That is really, really good advice. And all I, I hear that from uh, so many um, smart, successful people um, who obviously followed that advice, so, which, is, which is always good. So, all right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up and sign off. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And as always, we really appreciate it. And we hope you'll be able to come back and visit us at WFIRM sometime in the future. Thank you, Bonnie. It was a pleasure visiting Debbie Firm. It was my joy to be there, and I loved meeting all of you, and I appreciate this time to get to know you better. All right. Well, take care and have a great rest of your day. That's all for this episode. Be sure to listen next time for the latest in regenerative medicine. This podcast is a production of the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine, part of Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. For more information, visit our website at www.wakehealth.edu backslash WFIRM or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFIRM News.